No. Yes. Man, it works every time. Yeah. back to another episode of the super duper flex bros tonight is monday may 10th um tonight's show is going to be a little bit different we're going to be spending the first half of it talking about rashad bateman's ceiling in 2021 and then uh, a power ranking for one of the dynasty leagues that sam and i are in together um it was actually the very first dynasty league that, that uh, i've uh i've played in so holds a special place in my heart but sam how are you doing I'm good, and I'm excited to do this uh, ranking show. I'm going to kind of go over how we calculated uh, each of the team's rankings, um, trying to be as unbiased as possible, of course. Um, and, yeah, we've seen a lot of fluctuation in, in that particular league, so hopefully even if you stick around to listen to it, you you gain a little bit of, of knowledge. And if not, um, when we do these future ones, feel free to just uh, skip the second half of the show. All right, and just a reminder that uh, we still have nine spots available in our Justin Jefferson signed jersey league, five spots available in that uh, signed Adam Thielen helmet league, and we have plenty of spots for our um, straight cash only leagues that uh, we'll, we'll probably be kicking off a lot more of, of uh, that style uh, this, uh, this upcoming fall. And uh, also these are $50 leagues with half the entry fees going to charity, and then you either win um, 400 bucks cash or you win the um, previously mentioned uh, signed apparel on the previous show i was caught off guard when our guest cole asked us um, to sell him on on drafting bateman since then i've crunched some numbers and have reason to believe that bateman is the key to unlock lamar jackson and the passing game in this ravens offense with the addition of a true alpha receiver i'm here to tell you that lamar jackson is going to put up Josh Allen's 2020 numbers in 2021, and he's actually going to put up more points than uh, he previously did in 2019 during his MVP campaign. If you go back to Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson's 2019 seasons, they had similar passing numbers. Josh Allen played in all 16 games, had 461 pass attempts, and completed only 59% of throws. Lamar Jackson, that same season, Played in 15 games, had 401 pass attempts, and completed 66% of throws. If he would have played in all 16 games in 2019, Lamar Jackson would have thrown the ball closer to 428 times. So that would have been um, about 33 times less than, than Josh Allen in 2019. Um, not to mention that... that uh... All right, I'll be right back. If you go back to Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson's 2019 season, they had uh, similar passing numbers. Josh Allen played in all 16 games, had 461 pass attempts, and completed only 59% of those throws. Lamar Jackson played in 15 of 16 games, had 401 pass attempts, and completed 66% of throws. If he would have played all 16 games in 2019, Lamar Jackson would have thrown the ball closer to 428 times only 33 less attempts than Josh Allen that season. Not to mention that season that Lamar Jackson won MVP, there were multiple games that, that he sat the fourth quarter because the Ravens were up, up um, so big that year. Uh, but back to 2019, Josh Allen's wide receiver one was John Brown, and Lamar, Lamar Jackson's wide receiver one was Willie Sneed, arguably um, also Hollywood Brown. So uh, what changed in these teams' uh, passing offenses for the 2020 season. Well, the Bills traded for Stephon Diggs, getting Josh Allen, that uh, that alpha receiver, that well-established wide receiver one. Sam, can you tell me which wide receiver did the Ravens add to Willie Sneed, Hollywood, and Miles Boykin? Yeah, last season? Yep. I don't, I don't even know if they made it in addition, did they? 
They added Des Bryant. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that counts. So they uh, definitely did not do Lamar Jackson any favors um, the the offseason before 2020 started. After the Bills gave Josh Allen a true wide receiver one in 2020, not only did we see Josh Allen's accuracy go up from 59% to 69%, but we saw the Bills pass the ball more as well. Josh Allen attempted 572 passes in 2020 versus only 461 in 2019. So much of fantasy football is centered around talent and opportunity. Lamar Jackson has not had the opportunity to play with anyone as talented as Bateman in the NFL at receiver. Right now, this is the absolute cheapest that you will be able to get Rashad Bateman at the end of the first, start of the second turn in these super flex uh, rookie drafts. All I hear anyone saying about Bateman going to the Ravens is that it's a bad landing spot because the Ravens have had the lowest pass attempts as of late. I'm here to tell you that this is the perfect landing spot because he brings to the team a full route tree and the wide receiver one spot is his for the taking. We all love Hollywood speed, but he is never going to be a, a dependable target on third downs. And after several years of buying into the fool's gold, that is Sammy Watkins. We all know what kind of receiver he is. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that Bateman is this year's Justin Jefferson. If you want to hear um, all the reasons why we love Bateman, go back and listen to our show called Take the Bait that we released back in February. In summary of the show, if you want to compare apples to apples, Eric Decker, as a former Minnesota Gopher, had 84 receptions for 1,074 yards and seven touchdowns his junior season. That was his best season. During Bateman's sophomore season, he collected 60 receptions for um, 1,219 yards and 11 touchdowns. If COVID hadn't ruined Bateman's 2020 junior season, Bateman would have crushed all of Eric Decker's and Tyler Johnson's records that they achieved in playing all four years in Minnesota. Yeah, Tom, so last season, one of the guys that I was hyping up the most, like you know, is Stefan Diggs. I think I had him in pretty much every league. I've, I've since traded him because I think he was at his, his peak. And like you said, having a guy like Bateman come in is going to bring in those kind of skill sets uh, to help advance that team. But do you remember why I was able to get Stefan Diggs last year? I, I don't remember. Well, it was, it was because Josh Allen couldn't throw the ball accurately, and, and he was going to overthrow him on all these passes because Diggs wasn't 6'6". Uh, but you don't need to be 6'6 to go out there and uh, create separation from those defenders and consistently make plays, and that's what we saw Bateman do. I know we came in about half an inch shorter and maybe 10 to 15 pounds lighter than we would have liked to see when he was measured, but none of that stuff matters anymore. He's, he's in his landing spot, and he, I, I agree. I think this is a great spot where he can come in and immediately get, you know, like six to nine targets to start off, and then we might see him get 12-plus targets towards the end of the season when him and Lamar really build that rapport. But I just think back to, to last season, a lot of people laughing at the idea of, Stefan Diggs making an impact and that he was overpaid. Well, now in startups, we're seeing Josh Allen go as a top three quarterback and we're seeing Stefan Diggs being drafted as the top five wide receiver. So I'm not going to project Bateman to have quite that ceiling uh, coming in, but I think he can come in and, and be that, that receiver that uh, everyone looks back and, and wishes that they had taken in the, the first round, similar to what we're seeing with Justin Jefferson this year. So I, I love the call. Uh, I haven't gotten Bateman yet, only because I haven't really been at the 201 or the 202 yet of these Superflex leagues, but I got a couple more rookie drafts, uh, and I'm hoping to at least get him in one of those. Well, I'm glad this is a player that, that you and I can, can agree on. Um, if, uh, if you're still able to pull off trading for that, that 201 in Superflex leagues, that's that about where um, we've been seeing him go. We've, we've seen him go at the uh, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th pick in these super flex leagues that, that I've been a part of. And in the uh, single quarterback leagues, he's gone at, at the 109. But uh, that could have been a coincidence because I own the 109 in, in all of those leagues. Yep. Yeah, and I think that that's a good spot if you want to call that a reach, if you're taking him above a guy like Devontae Smith um, or Rondell Moore or Elijah Moore, any of these other guys. He, I, I think that um, at, at a minimum, we're going to see him 
get, you know, three to four targets to start off, but he's, he's going to be a part of their offense with where they took him. There's going to be a really low uh, bus probability. So uh, if, if you could take him as your wide receiver too, or get him as a flex, uh, he's he's not going to be on your on your uh, taxi very long, even if you have a lot of wide receiver depth. Because I think we're going to see him kind of uh, jump a lot of uh, wide receivers that might be ranked ahead of him, um, veteran wide receivers. You know, as the season goes on. And just a, uh, a pro move to uh, possibly consider if you have the the one hundred nine or one ten, and you're you're okay at at running back because that's kind of where. Uh, Travis Etienne and Javante Williams are getting drafted. If you'd see that the person with the 201 needs uh, needs help at running back and you can trade back and pick up a, a future second, and, uh, and if you're in a, a position to do that, that's kind of what I, w- I would recommend doing right now for sure, where you'll, uh, you'll be able to get Bateman or uh, Devontae Smith or our worst, Rondell Moore at the, at the end of the second there. But I will, I will mention any other players. This was supposed to be all about Rashad Bateman. I think this is uh, something that, that Sam and I are going to start doing is kind of highlighting just one player um, from the, from this rookie class uh, before we, we start these shows. So if you still have the opportunity, go out and get Bateman. I guarantee he is not going to be a bust. All right, guys, we're back. This is our first official rankings show. Uh, we're going to be starting with the Hunted League. Uh, this is a 2QB league, so very similar to Superflex. Um, and then we're looking at starting two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flex, and a defense. Um, so I will go ahead and, and uh, list off the rankings first in case if anybody from that league is listening and just wants to hear that. Uh, but then we'll jump in a little bit deeper and uh, go, go over exactly how these numbers were calculated. So uh, number 12 out of 12 teams, we got Dirty Sanchez. Uh, number 11, Jake Leitz, 26. Tied for ninth, we got TV Time and Iron Thrasher. Number eight is the the new owner, Scotch Fanatic. So he's he's jumping up the board already and rebuild. And Tom, I, I'm sorry to tell you, you just missed the playoffs at number seven. Air Raiders, uh, number six. Sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Uh, Renoni. Number five, Showtime. Four, Stony B eighty six, the uh, the champion from last year. Uh, myself at number three, Tight Ends Matter. Number two, the Commission Gridiron, and number eleven, Bunk eleven twenty four. So I will also mention this is an, an Empire League. Uh, we've seen what just two teams win so far. Is that right, Tom? Yep, we're going so, into our third season. So Iron Thrasher took it in 2019, and 2020 is Stony B86. Uh, we'll jump a little bit deeper into a trade that I did with him, uh, I think, last week. Um, but, yeah, any any thoughts or anything you want to share, Tom, before we jump into the uh, calculations here? Well, I, I wish my team was uh, a little bit higher on the rankings, but but I, I get it. I'm still, I'm still building towards uh, making a – a solid playoff push here, but I, I made some trades to try to go in probably a little too early. So this is only my, my third year playing dynasty. So I'm, I'm still learning along the way. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, we tried to make this as unbiased as possible. So what I did is I, uh, pulled all these rankings off fantasy pros and then, um, I calculated an average for each position. Um, so quarterback running back and wide receiver, um, they're all weighted, very similar. I know quarterbacks are going to be more valuable in two QB leagues. Uh, most teams have at least two quarterbacks. Um, and then the tight end position, there's only one. Uh, so that's calculated a little bit differently. And then there's also those two flex spots. Um, so the flex carries as much weight as both the quarterback, the running back, and wide receiver, uh, if, if that makes sense. So they all kind of make up for about 20% of the grade. Uh, so this was a very unforgiving uh, grading score. So what I did is each of these positions, you can receive a grade of up to 4.0 points and then as low as 2.0 points. So in order to get a perfect 4.0, you, you need to average uh, top four at that position. Um, and then if, if you average between number five to number eight, you're going to get a 3.6. 
Uh, number nine to number 12, you're gonna get a 3.3. .3. Uh, three to 15 is three, 16 to 18 is 2.6. Uh, and then if you're ranked between 19 to 21, you get a 2.3. And then anything after number 22, you get a 2.0, because these players are still gonna hold value. So even if you're rolling out wide receiver number 40 or something, if you've got a guy like Emmanuel Sanders starting for you, uh, they, they still carry value. So there's not gonna be any zeros on here. Uh, so does, does that kind of make sense? It's so it's to, in order to get a 4.0, you really do have to have pretty, pretty dang close to a perfect setup. Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the scoring system. I think the only thing is maybe those, uh, those quarterbacks with this being a two quarterback league, uh, maybe, maybe I, I'd, I'd rate the, uh, the quarterbacks 13 through 24 a little bit higher, but that's, that's just kind of split in errors at this point. I think it's the, yeah, the, the calculations make sense here. Yeah, well, and we've talked about, I mean, seeing some of these future Hall of Fame quarterbacks towards the end of their season or end of their career or actually exiting the league, there's going to be, uh, there's a lot of turnover in that position right now, too. So I, I would say anything outside of QB 18, it's it's not as safe as what it used to be. You used to have guys uh, probably like Kirk Cousins, who's ranked around that number 18. And you don't feel great about it, but you know he's he's locked in for the job. Now, I mean, once you get past, what, QB 15, QB 16, uh, there's there's quite a bit of uncertainty. So I didn't want to give um, those uncertain positions too much of a point advantage either. So so those, those rankings, that's all for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and flex. And then the tight end value, uh, what I did is I gave a 4.0 if you had a top three tight end. If you had number four to number six ranked, you get a three. Um, you got a 2.0 if you had number seven to number nine. And then anything less than um, uh, an average score of number 10 at tight end, you get you get one point. Because um, I think all of us know at this point, if you have a top three tight end, that's uh, a big advantage. And anything less, uh, you're, you're going to have a lot of challenges each week. Uh, so my plan was to kind of go in reverse order and uh, talk about these teams, and then maybe we can throw out uh, any any thoughts on when we face these guys, any trades we've seen them make, um, any suggestions maybe. Um, so we'll start with number 12, Dirty Sanchez. Uh, so his scores, he has uh, Justin Herbert, who's ranked number six at uh, quarterback, and then his second quarterback is Mac Jones. So his average quarterback, with Mac Jones currently being ranked number 27, it gives him an average of 16.5. Um, so he got a 2.6 out of four. So not not bad at all having Herbert there. Um, but Mac Jones, again, that uncertainty, we don't know if he's going to be on the field at all this season. I'd, I'd expect him to be on the field by week five or six. Um, running back, he's, he has Chubb and Ronald Jones. So Chubb's at seven rounds, Jones is at 26. So he has an average of uh, 16.5. So again, another 2.6. Um, and then the wide receivers, Landry and Claypool, gives him an average of 35.5, so he gets a two. And then Hayden Hurst at tight end, who obviously just took a hit with uh, Pitts going to Atlanta. He's tight end number 22, so he gets one point. And then finally, at flex, uh, Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault, he gets a 2.0 for that as well. So one thing I did want to highlight is he does have two uh, 2021 firsts for next season. So he's, he's definitely got... Um, some some players with upside, you know, with Chenault and Claypool, they could definitely move up um, a little more consistency out of Ronald Jones, and then Mac Mac Jones. It I know it sounds crazy, but he might end up being a, a top fifteen quarterback if he comes in and just starts delivering dimes. So, Tom, any thoughts on Dirty Sanchez's roster? Uh, I I think well, being being uh, ranked twelve out of twelve, uh, he he only has uh, room for growth, and I'm I'm guessing by the start of the 2022 season we could actually see this team make a playoff push it is difficult with uh, mac jones right now since we're, we're unsure when he's going to see the field i think right now he has jarvis landry on on the block which i feel like is is a good move to to make right now with him um kind of entering the the twilight of his career and then i i would say just that the uh the tight end position is, is probably the only one that's a little bit concerning with um hayden hurst being the current starter and Kyle Pitts getting drafted there. Yeah. Moving up to number 11, uh, Jake leads 26. 
Uh, he's the only person that uh, received a perfect score at the, t- uh, at the quarterback position. So he has Lamar Jackson, QB number five, and Dak, uh, QB number four, according to uh, Fantasy Pros, their dynasty rankings. So he gets a 4.0 at quarterback. Um, running back, he's not doing too bad either. He gets a 3.0 um, with Aaron Jones and uh, David Montgomery. So they're respectively running back 9 and 21. So that gives them an average of 15. Uh, wide receivers, Adam Thielen. Uh, he was surprisingly ranked number 36, uh, which I, I think is too low. Uh, but again, trying to be unbiased and just plugging those numbers. And then Devontae Adams, number one. So he gets an average of uh, 18 for wide receiver. So he gets a 2.6. Um, and then closing out his roster, he has uh, Gronk at – uh, number 28 but you know he can he can win you weeks still maybe just two or three weeks this next year um, and then uh, flex he's got Boyd and Devontae Parker coming in at wide receiver 35 and uh, wide receiver 50 so he gets a 1.0 for his flex so anything jump out to you about his roster Tom I I think that this is this is too low a, a team that has Lamar Jackson and, and Dak Prescott I think that um, the Although the uh, the flex being um, a, a little unsteady with with Boyd um, now that uh, uh, Jamar Chase has gone to the, the Bengals, I, I still think Boyd still has has wide receiver two upside, and Devontae Parker can probably still put up a decent amount of points each week. But um, I, I think I think Lamar Jackson and Dak can combine to uh, make it make up the difference. So and Devontae Adams, as long as. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still there. Adams is, is probably still the, the wide receiver one in in the the league. So uh, my initial thoughts is, is that that it's too low. I think that this team is is more win now than um, the the final grade reflects of being eleven out of out of twelve. But I guess the uh, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Well, and and I agree with those um, quarterbacks. And I'd like to come back to this roster um, once we move on um, to a different team. Um, to, to kind of share some thoughts on the quarterback position. Um, but tied for ninth, Iron Thrasher, the uh, champion from the first season. Uh, his team has <clears throat> a score of 3.3 uh, for, for quarterback. So he has Josh Allen at number two and Baker Mayfield number 19. So he gets an average of, 19, of uh, 9.5. And then running back, he gets a 3.0 with Saquon and Hunt. Uh, wide receiver, Two point, he gets a 2.6, Allen Robinson and Robert Woods. Um, obviously still very um, high-end high wide receivers, maybe high-end wide receiver twos just based on some of the rookies that came in, uh, but very steady guys. And then Hunter Henry currently ranked tight end number 13, so he gets a 1.0 at tight end. Um, and then at flex, I was shocked to see Deontay Johnson is ranked wide receiver 22 uh you and i were talking about that a little bit earlier deontay johnson being at wide receiver 22 seems a little high uh, compared to some of the guys going after him including uh robert woods or cooper cup Uh, but then Kenyon drake at rb 33 so he gets a 2.0 for the flex Um, so any thoughts on one of the defending champs roster there tom uh i think i think the combination of uh deontay johnson uh, Allen Robinson and Robert Woods. That that's a lot of targets. That it, any any given week, the three of them can probably combine for close to forty targets. Um, so that there's there's a lot of upside and full point PPR having all three of, of those wide receivers. Um, any, any given week, Saquon is obviously still an, an elite running back, but um, it's concerning that he's had two major injuries. But obviously has that. Uh, 30 to 40 point upside every week and Kareem Hunt. I understand his, his ranking of being 24 on, um, on fantasy pros, but that, uh, but he can, he can put up RB one numbers any week as well. Um, I think the, the two players that I'm not as high on is, is uh, Kenyon Drake. I feel like he, he's hit that cliff where he's probably uh, not going to put up consistent numbers each week. Now that he's, officially the the backup behind Josh Jacobs and uh, Baker Mayfield last year. I actually thought um, Case Keenum would have been a better fit for, for that, uh, that Browns offense. But I know a lot of people are, are getting back on, on the Baker 
hype train after he finished the season so strong and almost beat the uh, um, the the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it, it, Baker Mayfield. He's I've got him a cup in a couple of leagues, and I think he's just a stronghold right now. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to win you too many weeks, but he did show towards the end of the season he can be a steady producer. So, of course, they're still going to uh, run a lot of the stuff, their offense through uh, the rush. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's uh, safe to get back on the, the Mayfield train as your quarterback, too, which is the case for this roster. Um, also tied for ninth, we got TV time. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out about his team before I forget, uh, he's the only team that has four top 20 wide receivers. Uh, so not a bad spot to be at all when you can flex two wide receivers and start two wide receivers. Uh, so at quarterback, he gets a 3.0. He's got the combination of Mr. Unlimited at number seven and Daniel Jones at 23, giving him an average of uh, QB 15. And then uh, running back, he has the the Rams backfield. So he has Akers and Darrell Henderson. Um, so he gets a 2.0 there. And then both wide receiver, um, well, the wide receiver he gets a 3.3 with DJ Moore currently ranked uh, number 14 and Michael Thomas at number 10. So that's an average of 12. Uh, tight end, he's got Tanyan, who's uh, ranked number 11. So just outside the top 10. So still 1.0. But I, I think... Who's ever at uh, quarterback, Tanya has definitely proven that he deserves to get some targets. So I think he's still a very safe uh, low and tight end one at number 11. I feel like that's more of a ranking of his floor than how he could end the season. Um, I think he ended at number at, at uh, tight end four last year. Uh, and then with the flex, he has uh, Chase and Evans, uh, number 17 and number 18, respectively. So an average score of 17.5. Um, but in this in this draft, uh, he, I did a trade with him to uh, move up. So he got Daniel Jones, and then I, I let him know straight up. I was like, "Hey, I'm going after my boy uh, Etn." And uh, so at that point, he he knew I wasn't targeting Chase, but I was surprised. I thought for sure he'd be going running back, having three top twenty wide receivers. Um, but he went with Chase, so he's building that wide receiver foundation. Um, yeah. Any any thoughts on his roster, Tom? Well, I think with that, that's one of the, the differences that I've learned from uh, going from, from just uh, season long to dynasty is is the, the, the receivers are, are definitely the, the cornerstones that you want to try to build around just from, from a previous episode that we did when we saw that the average running back drops less, uh, more than three and a half rounds after after each season, including their, their rookie seasons um, in the in the dynasty community. So I think much like the, the previous team having for those, those wide receivers that can uh, combine for uh, 40 to 50 targets per week, um, it has extreme upside. And then I, I think the, the only thing that this team is, is really missing is that, that RB two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But his RB two Darrell Henderson, he carries a lot of upside. I'm a big Darrell Henderson guy. Uh, if anyone's going to be able to unlock him, I think Stafford's the guy. He, we saw both Henderson and um, Akers last season kind of tag team as as one was injured, the other one saw a lot of production. I know PFF actually had Darrell Henderson uh, ranked as their RB1 on a lot of their advanced metrics, I think through like week six or seven, and then he just fell off a cliff um, and ended up getting injured, and which was a perfect segue for Akers to come in and do what a lot of people uh, we're hoping for him to do. So I, I think those those two could actually be a pretty mean uh, one-two punch. You, of course, you just always limit your upside when you play um, the entire backfield as your RB1 and RB2, um, unless you go back to the Kamara and Ingram days. Um, but moving up, uh, our most active player is the, the newest player in this team, um, Scotch Fanatic. I think he's been, uh, he, he's been very active, but he's done a good job reconstructing his roster. I did a I trade with him. I traded the 104, 110, and 111 to move up to the the 101 Trevor Lawrence pick. Uh, so he definitely capitalized on those uh, first round picks to to move around. But he's he's made no um, no qualms about that. He's in rebuild mode, uh, but I think he's doing it right. So at QB, he's he comes in with a 3.0. Uh, Deshaun Watson still ranked QB number eight. 
and then Wilson number 21 gives him an average of uh, 15.5. So that's what that's what gives him that 3.0 rank. Um, but then he gets a 2.0 for both his uh, running backs of Naheem Hines and Zach Moss. And then Juju ranked number 30 and Devonta Smith ranked number 29. Um, that's going to give him an, an average outside of uh, 25. So he gets a 2.0 there. Uh, but he gets that 3.0 at tight end, uh, getting Pitts, who's currently ranked tight end number four. And then at flex, he's got Odell and Curtis Samuel, so a 2.0 there at, as well. But I think he's probably reached out to each team, uh, done a couple of deals. I know I've done a deal with him, and there's been a couple of other teams kind of passing some players and picks back and forth. So any any thoughts on the, the team that jumped into rebuild mode right away? I think as a, a owner of a team rebuilding, he's, he's definitely done a fantastic job um, doing doing some trades here. And uh, do, do you remember off the top of your head where where Heinz finished in PPR last season? Um, I have him, or I had him in a sixteen man league, and I want to say he finished around like RB twenty five. So I was uh, playing him as my RB two every week. You're 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 a little too low. He did finish the season as RB fifteen. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, Hines uh, is definitely one of those players that I was uh, pounding the, the table for before last season started. So I was very excited to see him hit. And I, I think he's he secured his uh, his third down role. I know uh, a lot of people are projecting Jonathan Taylor to possibly finish as the RB one the season, but I think uh, we saw Carson Wentz have good connection with with uh, Boston Scott last season um, on a lot of those, those third down plays. So I think, I think Hines has uh, worked his way up from uh, special teams to actually carving out that role. Um, so I, I like, I like Hines as a, as, as an RB two um, for, uh, for, for rebuilding that has uh, RB, honestly, RB one upside every, every single week. And uh, Zach Moss, I think was our RB four for the 2020 rankings. Um, so I, I'm still very, very high on, on Zach Moss. I think he, he offers tremendous upside, especially if he can win that starting uh, role over De- Devin Singletary. Well, since Hines uh, finished 2020 as RB15, would you say hindsight is 2020, or do you think that can carry into 2021 as well? And I thought my jokes were bad. I think that, that carries into 2021 as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to had to try to shake up the show a little bit. Moving on to number seven, your team. Do you want to go through these rankings, or do you want me to, to go through them and then you share your thoughts on it? I, th- I think we better hear, hear it from you. <laughs> well, you get a, a 3.3, which is still pretty solid at quarterback. So, Kyler, number three, uh, your very first rookie uh, selection in a, in a rookie draft ever. So I know you've got a special place for Kyler. Uh, and then you took Lance at the 102 this year, uh, QB number 15. Uh, what I like about these rankings is that these numbers are probably only going to go up for these rookie quarterbacks. Um, so you get an average of 9.0. Um, so you get that 3.3 ranking. Uh, coming in at running back, you're one of the stronger uh, running back teams with CMC as RB1 and Dobbins as 12. So you get a 6.5. Uh, so 3.6 there. And then you also get a 3.6 at wide receiver. You have both Jefferson and Lamb, um, respectively, wide receiver five and nine. Uh, tight end, that's where you're hurting along with some of these other teams. You got Janu, uh, number 12, so you get a one. Um, and then at flex, you've got both Sutton, wide receiver number 23, and Chase Edmonds running back 30, which I'm pretty sure he finished above running back 30, but you still only get a 2.0 on that. It's a, it's a very unforgiving uh, grading system. So, what what are your thoughts on your number seven ranking? What uh, with, with the number seven ranking, I've I, I kind of like the spot that I'm at in the middle, where I I can kind of decide after round uh, week eight or week ten if I want to try to blow it up a little bit and rebuild um, to try to get a little bit stronger for the 2022 season, or if I want to make some trades um, in the playoffs again to to try to go all in here. I do, I do like Edmonds for, for this season. I don't think he's an RB1, but I, I still think being uh, in that, that offense with, with Kyler Murray and, of course, having, having Kyler at, at quarterback, um, there's, there's a couple of weeks where that, that Kyler to Edmonds um, was, uh, was winning me a, a couple of weeks. So 
I like that. I think Lamb is still probably a season or two away from um, being a top 10 receiver for um, as far as uh, season-long standings are projected. I know he's currently wide receiver nine in Dynasty, but I think uh, sharing that field with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, I still think that that limits his upside. Um, and then uh, Johnny Smith being ranked tight end 12, that it makes sense that he's he's flashed a little bit, but he did just get paid um, as as a tight end one for the Patriots. So um, I'm I'm definitely definitely wishing that uh, that that he returns um, on that investment. But we've seen the Patriots overpay some skill positions before, and it doesn't pay off. So um, cross my fingers there. But I think it's I think it's a fair rating. All right. Well, it's it's fair and unbiased. Number six. Uh, team Renoni. Um, we got quarterback number 10, Rogers, and Fields number 14. Um, so he gets an average of 12. So a high quarterback rating at 3.3. Uh, running back Zeke number 11, Eckler number 17, gives him that average of 14. So he gets a 3.0. Uh, Hopkins and Ridley, they combine for a 3.6 grade. Uh, Noah Fant, he, he gets a rare 2.0 tight end grade at with uh, tight end number seven. And then um, at flex, he's got both Waddle and Dylan. So a uh, wide receiver 33 and Dil- uh, Dylan's currently RB 31. Um, so he gets that 32 uh, average. So 2.0 at the flex. But what I like about this team is um, a lot of these rankings, they, they could really only go up or not really go down too much. I don't think Rogers will fall outside of QB 10 unless he just straight up retires. Uh, Fields, of course, he's got top five upside. And then Zeke and Eckler, I think they're both at points in their career where they're just going to kind of hold where they're at. I don't see Zeke falling off a cliff, um, but I don't see him really moving up either. Same thing with Eckler as long as uh, he he can stay on the field. And then Hopkins and Ridley, uh, I guess we could see Hopkins drop a little bit. um, But when he gets gets peppered with those targets from Kyler, he's still been, been just fine as a wide receiver one. Um, and obviously Ridley being uh, the wide receiver on the first half of last year was pretty good, but uh, he's in a really good spot with at flex with Waddle and Dylan uh, ranked 33 and 31. I think both those rankings at this time next year, they're going to be in the, uh, the high to mid twenties. This definitely seems like a good uh, win now team. Obviously Rogers has that uh, three to four touchdown upside each game. Zeke getting uh, uh Dak back should, should be, uh, very beneficial. Um, Eckler playing as an RB one again. I mean, I, I don't want to go through the entire roster again, but it looks like this is this is a a roster that has the uh, the upside to win any week. Yeah, yeah, we can we can keep moving on then. Uh, number five, Showtime. Uh, I'll I'll skip the uh, the players like individual rankings, but I'll just give you the grade. Uh, Tannehill and Stafford gives him a three uh, running back CEH and Gibson gives him a 3.0. Uh, Terry McLaurin and DJ Chark gives him a 2.3. Uh, and then Kittle as tight end number two gives him that perfect 4.0 at tight end. And then at the flex, Singletary and David Johnson, um, 14.3 total for his grade. So you did uh, mention the the last team being win now. I feel like this is definitely one of those teams that they've got that opportunity to win now too if, if we see Singletary just put up some fine flex numbers if David Johnson stays on the field uh, Tannehill and Stafford can both easily finish as top 10 quarterbacks this season and then CEH and Gibson have the the young fresh legs uh, both of them coming off injuries but I think that just with their their target volume alone and then um, on offenses that well I, I guess the the Washington football team they're not known for being an amazing offense but he, but gibson held his own um all season and then ceh of course on the most high-powered team so uh, yeah yeah I, I think it's safe to say a lot of these uh upper tier teams are probably going to be in win now mode but just with the age of the quarterbacks and his uh flex running backs i think it's fair to say he's he's got a, a really good opportunity here yeah I, well I, I and i know you don't have the uh the benches listed here but i know this team has some some pretty decent uh, depth on, on the bench, which is which will be beneficial um, in case David Johnson gets hurt again. If uh, Antonio Gibson's turf toe flares up, and then uh, Stafford 
Um, hopefully that, that offensive line can keep him protected and, and he plays the full season. And I, I know you being the uh, the tight ends guy, you, you want to see uh, George Kittle go back to his, his 2019 self. But I think this is one of those rosters where having a tight end that the offense moves through um, gives team Showtime a, a huge edge. Yeah. Well, uh, mo- moving up to the team that had the biggest edge of last season, Stony B, uh, number four. He was the champion last season. Um, QB, he gets a 2.0. He has Brady at number 24 and Goff at number 25. But he did have the only perfect running back score. He's got Delvin Cook, currently ranked RB3, and uh, Derrick Henry, currently ranked RB6. So he gets a 4.0 at running back. Uh, wide receiver, he's got Diggs and Julio. He gets a 2.6 there. Diggs, wide receiver 6, but Julio all the way down at 31. So I'd say Fantasy Pros is a little low on Julio. Uh, Kelsey, the number one tight end, 4.0. And then he's got some uh, running backs that still have that flex um, opportunity, but uh, one of them being James Robinson, RB25. We're probably going to see that dip a little bit uh, as we see some of these other rookie running backs uh, move up including his uh, teammate, uh, Travis Etienne. And then Gaskin looks like the guy as RB27. Um, so that perfect running back score really helps him out. And then this was a team that I actually traded away. Um, I offered he, – he didn't have a second quarterback on his roster, so I offered him Jared Goff. And then the 2023 season, I sent him over my second, third, and fourth uh, to get his first in return. Um, so my thoughts on that is uh, I'm the one that drafted Goff in that league. And I can tell you he was not winning me uh, very many weeks. And I think last week you were telling me, Tom, Vegas's odds. Which uh, team has the odds of having the number one pick next year? That would be the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So I think there's a real chance that assuming the, the Lions don't come out with a winning record the first half of the season – um, whoever they have for depth, I think they might kind of toy around with the quarterback position uh, just, to, just to see what they have, not necessarily to tank, but just to see if they have a good uh, backup quarterback that could back up their future uh, rookie 101 quarterback. And then I'm not a cap expert at all. I know Goff has a huge contract, uh, but if the Lions were able to eat dead, dead money um, by releasing him, I could see them just just eating it and releasing him and then living off that new rookie contract and then Goff might just kind of disappear um, on the end of a different roster as a forever backup um, still being under 30 years old but Tom any any thoughts on the defending champs roster uh, I, I think like uh, some of the previous teams I think it's just the, the flex spots that could be shored up a little bit I'm not fully bought in on, on Miles Gaskin I know uh, most owners that that have him are looking for a first. I just don't think he has that that uh, full season long RB one upside. And then James Robinson, I think that will be closer to a fifty fifty split after they they just uh, drafted um, Etienne, even though he was the the third down back. But uh, Goff and Wentz are, are two players that I'm very curious to see how the uh, back half of their career goes. Where this is kind of a a make or break. Um, season for them so if uh if detroit does end up taking last place next year and getting the 101 we might see gaff on another roster um as a starter or or possibly a backup by the time 2022 rolls around yeah well moving on to uh team number three um it is my team and i mentioned that trade trade the 104 the 110 and the 111 and uh i'm not gonna say i was super smart by doing that at all what i'm going to say is i was super desperate for just a consistent quarterback uh, at, at the 104 we did see zach wilson get drafted and i think he's got just as much upside as trevor lawrence but i was just looking for consistency and in this in this league i've uh, rostered a lot of quarterbacks that have been extremely inconsistent uh, so you saw the actions of a desperate man there so at quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence currently ranked number nine and Tua number 16. Uh, so I get a 3.3 there at running back. Uh, two of my favorite running backs, Kamara number five and ETN number 19, uh, 3.3. Uh, wide receiver, AJ Brown and Higgins give me a 3.3. And then at tight end, 
I have Hawkinson and Andrews, but they're tight end number five and number six. Um, so I couldn't cheat the grading system here. So I still just got 3.0 on that. And then at flex, Carson, uh, running back for the, the Seahawks, number 22, and Cup, uh, number wide receiver 26. So I get a 2.0 for both those. Um, so, Tom, any thoughts on any of the moves that I've made uh, that, well, I guess we, we just talked about the um, the golf trade. So, looking back at how the draft went down, would you prefer to have Lawrence or would you rather have, I think it was Wilson and Javante Williams and Devonta Smith or Waddle? Some combination of those. Uh, I think I think that's a question that we'll have to come back to towards the, the end of the season. That the um, Trevor hype train um, has been has been rolling strong. And I've I've been on it for the, the past two years, so I was I was hoping that I I'd be able to draft Lawrence um, in as many leagues as possible because I do think he comes in and is a QB one right away. But if that new offense kind of sputters a little bit, and Zach Wilson does end up being the next Patrick Mahomes, like some people have called him ought to be and then I think that's a pretty one-sided trade but if Lawrence does look like the next Andrew Luck and is uh, putting up top five numbers um, essentially from his his sophomore year up until he retired then I think uh, I think you, you would look like the winner there so we'll have to come back to that one but I do like your flex with Cooper Cup I think 26 might be a little too low now that Stafford is there uh, but uh, Chris Carson has that weekly RB1 upside, uh, but it, he's dealt with his fair share of injuries. So curious to see how he holds up this season. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited mostly just to have a consistent uh, quarterback. If we see Trevor Buss, then I might just be doomed um, to just continue to rotate through uh, quarterbacks in that league. Um, but moving on to the top two teams, number two, Team Gridiron, uh, the commission of the league. Uh, very strong quarterback rank. He's got a Burrow number eight and Hertz number twelve, um, so an average of ten point zero. So he gets a three point three, and at running back he has Taylor and Mixon, so a three point three, and then he gets the only perfect wide receiver score with Tyreek Hill number three and Metcalf uh, number four. So he gets a three point five <clears throat> average, giving him a score of four point zero. Um, Tight end, Dallas Goddard, number eight, he gets a 2.0. And then at flex, uh, Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen, uh, wide receiver 15 and 16. So he gets a, a 2.6 grade there. Uh, so I wanted to highlight that only perfect wide receiver score. Uh, and then Dallas Goddard, this is going to be, I think, kind of a make or break season. Not necessarily for him and his career. I think he's going to easily play another five, six years. But if he doesn't break out this season, I think people are going to stop Calling for that Dallas uh, Goddard breakout. What do you think, Tom? I I, th- I think Goddard's uh, almost a, a sure thing for being a, a top ten tight end um, this season, especially since he he was able to finish as a top ten two years ago playing next to Zach Ertz. But it, again, this is another team that has really strong receivers. Obviously, what they get in the, the perfect score, but um, have, having four dependable receivers that um, with 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 this crew they might average. Um, closer to like 50 or 55 uh, targets per, per week between the two of them. And then uh, Joe Mixon, just with his kind of mysterious injuries last year um, and his, his his game splits of um, either scoring a ton of points or um, next to nothing is what's a little bit concerning. But with, with the Bengals' offensive line um, getting healthier and Joe Burrow coming back next season, uh, the Bengals are saying that he's he's fully healthy. So I expect him to finish as a top 10 quarterback as well. And then, uh, and then Jalen hurts. If he uh, can prove some of the doubters wrong, then, then this team could be well on its way to, to the championship this year. Yeah. Yeah. I've got hurts actually in a 16 man league. I traded with the gridiron. Um, so that's the only league I've got him in. I had him in a few. Um, I've since flipped him, um, but I'm excited to see what hurts can do just for that. All, all pieces involved in that offense. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best for him because uh, the more success out of the quarterback position, the more success for all those um, for all those involved. So, number one, we got Bunk eleven twenty four, which I'm I'm not sure. I didn't look back at the playoffs. I don't know if he's made an impact in the playoffs yet, um, but he does have 
uh, Mahomes, the, the QB1, and then Sam Darnold, um, QB number 28. So that gives him an average of 14.5. So he actually only gets a 3.0 um, at quarterback. And then at running back, Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, he gets a 3.0. Uh, Chris Godwin and Galladay at wide receiver, 2.6. He does have Darren Waller, who's top three, so he gets a 4.0 at tight end. And then at flex, uh, some very strong rookies. You got Swift and Ayuk giving him a 3.0. So, Tom, I should ask, just before you even saw these numbers, were you uh, a little surprised to see this team ranked as the number one team? It. it- Surprising, but any team that has Patrick Mahomes is competitive to uh, to win any week. Darren Waller being a, um, a a top three tight end and having the best quarterback, barring any any major injury, I think uh, his uh, his floor is, is pretty safe from year year to year. So that's I, I can understand why this this team would would be number one. Yeah, and if if I had done a grading system where quarterbacks got you a little bit higher rank i think this team would have only increased in points um so yeah that that's the breakdown uh this was kind of a good warm-up for future shows where we're gonna uh break down our other uh super duper flex bros leagues uh where we raise 700 bucks each year for charities Uh, if you're interested in any of those leagues uh, reach out to us we do one each season Um, so we'll start taking names for that 2022 startup um, we've got one league that uh, each year the champion gets to decide which charity that 700 bucks goes to. And then uh, this season we did a startup uh, to sponsor Adam Thielen's uh, Thielen Foundation. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're always doing um, additional leagues, so feel free to reach out, um, especially if you've got that rookie fever but you don't want to commit to another long-term league. Um, the guillotines are probably for you. So, Tom, any closing thoughts? No, this this was uh, fun, kind of breaking down these teams. So, uh, apologies for all the the ums and uhs as we uh, kind of go through. But hopefully, uh, you enjoyed the show. Yeah. Till next time, keep it flexy. You just couldn't let me go, could you? This is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. You truly are incorruptible, aren't you? I think you and I are destined to do this forever. You'll be in a better chill forever. Maybe we could share one.